I'm going to tell you something. Uh-huh. We didn't, weren't able to save no money until we moved here. And we got a job here. Okay. That's, that's when we began to save and put our money together. I was working too, and guess how much I was making a week? I was, first time they paid me one dollar a week. One dollar? One dollar a week. I wasn't yeah. a good teenager working at that time. Okay, they went up, paid me a dollar a quarter. And eventually, they paid me a dollar and a half, and that was it. For a whole week? That's right. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't believe that, but that is the fact. If anybody's interested in getting into podcasting, grab this book. Go on Amazon, grab this book. It it goes with me almost everywhere. This book has like a workbook. It has places you can fill it in. It tells you how to monetize your podcast. It tells you how to set it up. It tells you about sponsorships. It even, listen, go on Amazon, get this book. And this is the Bible for podcasters. Listen, it was ranked number one. For in podcasting books, look right here. Best new podcasting book by Book Authority. Right there. Boom. And a little secret. Y'all, when you grab this book, I think it's page 43. There is a code on there. Listen, you can get access to her her class, her, her course. Get her course. It's worth hundreds of dollars. But this book is only, it's less than $50. <laughs> Grab this book on Amazon. I'm telling you, I carry it everywhere. She is the best. Grab this book on Amazon. Hello, y'all. I'm Jimmy Cameron. Better known as uh, Jimmy of Jimmy and Bella, the brother and sister of duo, old school. Uh, I'm here today to introduce you to a living wonder. And I'm proud to be here. I live in Los Angeles, but I came all the way across country to celebrate this young lady's birthday even though I'm a little late. She turned on June 19th, 104 years old. You never know it because she's brighter than all of us together and very, very aware of the world and what's going on in the world. And she's an angel in human form. This this is my aunt, um, Alberta Cameron Overtree Jones. Say hello to them, darling. Say hello, Grandma. Come on, me. Yeah, you. Say hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> Greg will talk back to you, but they're there. They're there. And this is uh, George, her, her grandson. Yeah, George, over to you. How everybody doing? I'm her eldest grandson. Now, hey, Bert, how are you feeling today? I feel the day. How you feel today? I feel good saying y'all. Well, which I feel good seeing you do that. Now, we're going to ask you some questions as we did before. And um, the first thing I want to know is when you were a kid, by the way, you guys, Albert was born in night. What is it? 1919. 1919. Joan. Joan, 1919. And I was asking her earlier, how did she perceive? When did she perceive that this country 
history were, had inequities uh, racially and so on. And in those times, many of us have no idea what that was really like to live. We have a living example here who's going to talk to us about when she was a kid and she realized that there was inequity and how that affected her. Go ahead, go ahead, Amber. You're a kid in, in, in the Grange, Georgia. It, it affected every kid, every black kid that was born. It affected them. Now, what else do you want to know? I want to know how you felt about it. Up to the new side. Oh, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Because, see, when we would go to school, they didn't want us to read and write. When we was in school, what they would do, we would, they would have us to read, to, to, to uh, recite the preamble. We the peoples oh, okay. of the United States of America. I didn't like that because uh, in, in the winter woman said we was all one. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. We yeah, ever, ever, I had to say it uh, because I was in school. Mm -hmm. But uh, it affected me because I, did, I didn't like it. It upset me. Yeah. How did you feel about how the older men particularly were treated in those days being called boy. How did you feel about the older men in those days uh, who were being treated with such disrespect being called boy and even by a boy? We felt so sorry for them. The ladies, they were treated the ladies a, better, a little better than they did the men. But we, we didn't like it. But what could we do? Right, right. So you um, decided that you didn't want to be in the South. By the way, you guys, our both families, um, she's a Cameron, I'm a Cameron. My father, well, first of all, let me say, Ambert is the seventh child of 10 siblings, uh, five girls and five boys. Her brother, my father, was the oldest of the ten. So I asked you earlier about my father. He was killed um, years ago at Hells Bar Dam. He was a non-song hero in the civil rights movement. As you all may know, there are many, many uh, unsung heroes that it's not, uh, they're not famous. They're not Mega Everest or anything like that. But her brother and my father, my father was in, a, I'm not going to go in, into this extensively, I'll do it at another time, but my father was a proactive person in the union that he was in. He did what he called weathering, which today would be something like plastering, and uh, they didn't like his proactiveness. Anyway, um, what was he like? He died when I was four. I, I didn't know him. He was a kind jumped a person until you made him angry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the same with you. Remember I told you I don't want to meet that other lady. And Amber said, well, you don't have to meet her. <laughs> and my friend Pat, when I told her the story, Pat said, yeah, if you don't call her, she won't come. <laughs> she did anyway, go ahead. He was artistic too, wasn't he? Yeah. But tell him what he did. 
I, I don't know. If that didn't do no good. What's that? No, we'll, we'll see. We're we'll, we'll recording. So, like, um, the story about what, what you said, like, how he would chop the tree down. Yeah. You know, he would yeah. about that tree. You can tell us about that. He did. He, he went out in the wood uh-huh. and got uh, a tree and, and, and uh, built a, a dress them and made a Piano, uh, piano. Oh, that's right. Oh. Now, I never heard that story. I knew he made furniture, but this is new. He actually made a piano. He, he actually made a piano and he played it. Really? Now, that goes out of what stuff. It wasn't no piano like this. You know. It wasn't no, what do you call them? Steinway? <laughs> but look, uh, he also made jewelry out of um, out of forts, out of out of silver, yeah, silver spoons, ball, yeah. Well, it was silver spoons. Yeah, that's what it was. Now you guys, both our uh, families, um, were from the Greens, Georgia, and. <clears throat> Uh, I just learned that um, George had heard the same story I heard from a bird. She was actually chased by a UFO. Tell us about that, Bert. When you were about nine years old, you say? Uh, oh, about nine. Now, Grant LaGrange is supposed to be one of the uh, places where there's a lot of UFO activity. Even uh, for, uh, what was it, 1937? Yeah, they said the first well, my aunt had an experience of that nature even before 1937. It's just not documented. We're documenting it now. Tell them about your experience. Well, I went to, my, my mother sent me to the store about two blocks from where I lived. And I was, uh, after I left the store, I started back home with a great big bill. I had to pay. And this didn't come just as I mean, that's straight. It was coming straight to me, oh. and I didn't know. I didn't know what to do, and, and I just tore it and went the other way. But it was off the ground. It was flying. Yeah, and something you had never seen before. Never seen before. Mm-hmm. And I just I went out went, went to the next street. I went out to wait to get back home. Mm-hmm. But you just wanted to get to exactly. Mm-hmm. I never heard the story. But what actually happened? It didn't catch you, obviously. Um, what happened? Did did you go in the house, or did it just disappear? I don't know what happened because I I went there. <laughs> I, 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 I went there already. They were trying to come as the street told me oh, yeah. in this great big fear. Yeah, and I had to pass that fear. Yeah, and um. What I did when they looked, uh, when I noticed them coming straight to me, I just turned and went the other way and went to the next street. Right. Come on down to my house. Now, you know, there are people who are skeptical of UFOs. And, but you guys, this is a lady who's 104. She don't lie. And this is a true story. Um, I know myself as a. George has also attested that we are aware that LaGrange, our, the place of our lineage where our families are from, 
um, that there's a lot of activity there. But we're going to move on to another subject matter. And Bert, what do you feel about humanity now? And about humanity. We are, we are this planet. How do you see us? How do I see us on this planet now? The humanity. The people on this planet. What is your take? Politically, or we can even start with America. What do you think about what's happening in America now? Politically, it's something that we never, in all my days, seen before, uh. and nobody was living or dead. I guess. For the love of you know, basically, though, Granny, like with the amount of violence now that we, you cut to tell the uh, TV on you. Turn it to your favorite show on CNN, and you'll just see all over America. Not even just here in Dayton, Ohio. Like every, oh, they talk about it. Then every couple of days, it's shooting you. know, And then all around the U.S., it's just shooting. Just it's shooting. Just bad shooting. I ain't never seen that so bad. Mm-hmm. And as it is now. You once told me that the can was upside down. The world is. Bottom side up. <laughs> Bottom side up. <laughs> you are precious, young man. So, from your perspective, because you have much more life experience and insight and references than we do, how did we get the can to turn upright? Do you have any suggestions for us? Or the world to turn back upright. You, the can meaning the world. How do we get it to turn upright? You can't. It's fine. It doesn't go too far, man. It's gone too far. I feel the same way. I feel we've dug ourselves in such a deep hole. The only, the only thing anybody can do now is the Lord. He would have to step in. He had to be. Yes. Well, now, I, 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 you know, we've talked about I know this. you don't. I know. I know. No, I ain't, I ain't said talking about that. Okay. What I'm saying is, I agree with you because I believe in order for humanity to survive ourselves, there are three possibilities either divine intervention, like you was just saying, extraterrestrial intervention, or a major global catastrophe that puts everybody on the same level. In other words, the billionaire. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that. You see, if a comet or an uh, asteroid hit this planet right now, we do know that because, uh, I'm just, sorry. just like I told you a while ago, unless the law intervenes, now it, it, it could happen then. But otherwise, it ain't going to happen. Are you going to argue with you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me tell you this. You've had two marriages, right? Yes. Long-term marriages and good marriages. What do you have to say to the young ladies and young men out there in terms of how to make a relationship work? To make your relationship work, the two of you have to agree. You have to agree to disagree sometimes. And when you're going going to do something, sit down and talk it out. Talk it over. 
I might be wrong sometimes, and he might be right. He might be right sometimes, and I'm wrong. But we talk and 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 and, and come together and and thrash it out, and that's the way we lived our life. Now the ingredients that makes all that possible, girl, is what love, right? Love is right. sincere, respectful intent. Oh, I need that. No, I need that. That's right. Yes, ma'am. Now there's some other things I wanted to ask you. Um, we talked about race. We've talked about our country. We've talked about the planet. Okay, I'm work. There are those out there who want to know about from 1919 throughout the history of this country, your perception, your feelings about the things that you experienced. You were there and we worked. Um, but at your, from your perspective, how did you feel about, uh, first of all, leaving the South? And, and it, you were talking about uh, George, um, how much it took for she and her husband to save. Yeah, the sacrifice, grandmother. You were saying that how much did granddaddy get paid a week back then? By selling dollars a week. Seven dollars a week, and you saved for like four years? I don't know how many. About, about three, four wait, years. Wait, wait, wait. We got married in 1946. I hope that. 1946. Okay. That's when we got married. And she left in 47. And y'all left in 47? Or what, what? So we had now went down the same evening. Uh-huh. So, so, I want to talk about how you... I'm going to tell you something. We didn't, wasn't able to save no money till we moved here. And you got a job here. Okay. That's, that's when we begin to save and put our money together. I was working too, and guess how much I was making a week? How much? First time they paid me one dollar a week. One dollar? One dollar all a week. I wasn't a teenager at that time. Okay, they went up, paid me a dollar a quarter, and eventually they paid me a dollar and a half, and that was it for a whole week. That's right. I know a lot of people don't believe that, but that is the fact. Well, the, the issue for me is how far does a dollar go? How what could you buy with a dollar? Well, that, that's another thing. Everything was so cheap, it was the cheapest day. Well, tell us about it. You could, you could sort of stole and get uh, a yard of cloth for 10 cents. Yes. So that that it, it was a difference in the prices and stuff. You could take a dollar and get what a bit of stuff with a dollar. While it's grocery shopping. So if you just did some grocery shopping, just say what you was gonna have for the week, how much of that dollar would you think you would spend? Well, what we would do, Joe, we would put all the money together. Uh-huh. And maybe with him making seven hundred, well, seven dollars a week, better. I put line with his, and that 
give us a rest long, you know, to get through. That's one thing I never suffered a food and cold because my mother made out of cold. Well, can you tell us about our, our, our family? Like your father, uh, our grandpa Fields, and your mother, uh, Grandma Aiden, and your siblings? How was, how was life for them? Wait a minute, now I don't understand. No. Your dad, Grandpa Fields, <laughs> uh, your mother, Grandma Ada, and your brothers and sisters. What was life like in those days for them? Like, what did Uncle Grandpa Fields do? How did he make money? He was a preacher, wasn't he? Yeah. Did he have a church? No. No. Okay. No, he was an assistant. Assistant. So did the rest of you guys work and help the family? We're trying to find out about the actual uh, unit. Well, twelve, ten kids. Well, that's the reason we don't have no education. The older children had to go to work and help make it. Mm -hmm. And uh, the older children would also have to help take care of us. Mm -hmm. So what else about my? I want to know. Um, as a female in those days, what was it like being a female, black female in the South? Ellen, you really can't be pretty hard. Then you said at the moment ago that the men were, the women were treated better than the black men. Hey, well. And you also said that it, you, your heart went out to the black men. I find that very interesting. Can you elaborate that on that a little? How did it feel if you saw your father or brother called boy? It hurt. It really hurt. To see there, you know, being called boy, the girls, and they grow on people. It hurt. And Grandma Ada, what was she like? She worked probably now. I mean, 10 kids. Well, she, well, well you know what? She would have to go out and work. That's what they did back then. My mother had to go out and work too. Mm. My dad would work in the field and she would work, you know, do some domestic work. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then while she was doing that, and another thing, my older children, our sisters and brothers, they had a, what they call a meal. Mm -hmm. um, and they were they, they were working the media, mm -hmm. and that's the reason we didn't get no education because we were everybody had to try to pitch in to make got so many children yeah. to make ends meet. So you guys didn't have television. You have radio. That's all we had. Radio. So, so how did you enjoy it? Mm -hmm. What was enjoyment like? Fun. Did you have one? Well, I want to tell you what happened one time. <clears throat> we was getting ready to go to church, and this really buoyed me up. We was, uh, because my mother and father never did send us to church. They took us. Mm -hmm. Okay. We were getting ready to go to church, and we turned that radio, had that radio on. Mm -hmm. And uh, they was, uh, it was a, this was a white church having service. And the pre uh, we heard the preacher said, put, put a darkie in the kitchen and everybody come on to church. 
That wind me up. Oh. Put a darky in the kitchen. And they were Oh. And told them and everybody else to come on the church. Like, quit a dark in the kitchen. Yeah. And I worked for some people. They would go to Atlanta and meet me with their children. Mm-hmm. For days? Not for days. Maybe one or two days, maybe. So you were the parents of their kids for one Yeah. Day. And how old was your name, bro? I was in my team. I don't know exactly how long. What was that feeling like? Hmm? What was that feeling like? Being responsible. I don't think you Come on. And uh, <clears throat> what happened is, and and when they co- when they would come off of these trips, they would they take us take me home. And I heard the uh, the husband said. Well, when when uh, when it when in the house, I come in the house. He said, "Well, I'm going to take the dark at home." Mm. That ain't what that they, they did set dark at that time. What did they call? I can't think of what it was. That but they call us some. He called us another name. Uh huh. And what I did. I did something dangerous. I asked the little boy. I said, "What do what do the word the word? I can't think of the name of the word that he used, but it was slang, yeah. a nigga." Right. And uh, he said, it, it, "I'm gonna tell you." He said, "But don't you tell don't you tell him that I told you?" And he said, "That mean nigga." Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. What were the politics in those days that you can remember? Politics, you know, what, what was it like from your perspective and from the family's perspective? I didn't know that about politics. Why not? I didn't know that until TV come on there. For real. I run it in. Yeah. So what kind of work did you do other than keeping these kids and so on? I worked in a place where they, where I had cleaned uh, all to work, fish and stuff like that. Oh, really? Not this wasn't fish. What the name of some of it? It's okay. Other than fish, other than fish, call the name of some of it. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Um, chickens. That's not what I'm trying to say. I can't think. You're saying you were you were filleted fish, brother, and you were clean or whatever it was. Yeah, shrimps, oh. like that. That's what I'm trying to say. I worked it up, and then I walk. I worked. I worked at a coffee shop. And how much were you making? How much were I making? About about the same thing. They didn't buy. Didn't pay nothing. Uh, dollar, 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 my hat, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I I didn't I didn't get chance to do no work other than domestic work until I came to Dayton. Right. right. And I did some after I came to Dayton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now tell me this one thing. What did I 
she had to walk to school barefoot when she was in school. But they took her out of school because she was wrong. They said that a woman, there's no future for her being educated. You know, that broke her heart. And she, she was so determined and so passionate about getting education until she finally did. She finally did. But uh, she had to go to work. Like you said, all your kids in those days had to pitch in. But for women, you didn't have a choice for the most part. You did what you were told, but you weren't allowed to be educated. The white people didn't allow you to be educated, but also your parents a lot of the time didn't allow you because they felt you had no future. Am I right? And a lot of them, what they would do, that the schools that we went to, what they would do, they would take the old ragged book and, and bring them to the black people's supposed to be school. And they never did when we, you never, you graduated when you get to a level where they never did go, I was talking about black folks, never did go to the 12th. You could, you could, you graduate when you get the level. So are you saying you never got enough diploma? You never got a diploma? And I, I'm trying to understand what this really means in, in the scheme of things. Not what I'm saying is, you 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 get your, your diploma when you graduate in the level. In the degree. level grade. Yeah. What was the difference between graduating in the level grade opposed to the twelfth? Are you saying white kids went to the twelfth grade, which means they learn more? No, I don't mean that. I mean the white people were able to graduate from the twelfth grade. Black people didn't go no further than the level. That's it. And that and that it was over with. Yeah. See, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand yeah, what that, what, what that was about. Um, it, it was it about education, or, 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 or you were not really getting a diploma and throughout in eleventh grade, because there's, there's, there's something in there. Yeah, we're not. Here, you get your diploma if you graduate from level three. Yeah. Okay. I might have to do some investigation on what that really, because that doesn't make sense to me. You know, I'm not saying it's not true. I'm uh, all I know is there's some, something in the game there. So what else happened in, Bert, in terms of your education? How far did you go? I didn't. Get, I went to the eighth grade. Eighth grade. That's as far as I went. Right. Right. Now you know we have some. And I was in it. It was a blessing that I got this far. But they didn't want us to learn that. They didn't want us to all go. They didn't want us to ride buses. They didn't want us to do nothing. So, when you sing, then you weren't here riding buses. You sing. They pick up, they, they had what they call, well, cabs. We could ride a cab. You ain't, they didn't even want you to even ride and sit in the back of the bus. No, no. They didn't want you to go to the bus. They didn't care. This is when you were a kid. We, did, we yeah. walked everywhere we went. Oh, yeah. we were we walked every we I, we walked downtown to get to, to do hours to do some shopping. We have to walk. That's reading people's in the shape they are today. A lot of people they ride everywhere that they go. Mm-hmm. We walked everywhere we went, and that's uh, another thing that made people live longer. So when the civil rights, oh, I didn't even cut you off. No. When the civil rights movement started, 
I'll just tell it for you. What did she say? I, I didn't know, I didn't, I don't know whether it affected me that much because see, everybody was in the same boat. And, and we knew what was going on, but we couldn't do nothing about it. And we just do, we do what we had to do. You really had no choice. Exactly. There's a, in between there, say, made a ridiculous statement. And you, he said that slavery seems to have been a choice. Uh, I was very much offended by that. I still don't know what you said. That slavery was a choice. In other words, black people chose to be slaves. No, that's a lie. I know it is. I know it is. It's you know, because we did what we did. You did what you did. I know black people, period. To survive. We had the choice. Unlike the Indians, where they had land to protect, we didn't have anything to protect. No. But ourselves. So, you know what? And we did what we had to do to survive. Um, what do you think about the young black people of today and about young black men calling one another names? They don't know what that word means, do What? Just about black men, young black men particularly, calling one another names today. They, well, I hate it. I hate it too. Yeah, and I hate it. Now. They don't. Boy. I almost said something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, Nowadays, though, when they say it, though, Grandma, and they can even say it to a white person, but if they say it to a white person, nine times out of ten, that's a white person that grew up around black. Yeah. They kind of know the culture. Yeah. And then they'll say, oh, they call my nigga right there. Here he go. And we might, they might be about to shoot some basketball, play some basketball. Yeah. So it's almost like a greeting, but it's a difference when you say, hey, that's my nigga. When you put the when you put the ER over it, that's when they look at it as it's racist. I'm, I'm saying today. I, I today, you know, so she don't know. Yeah. What's going on? They don't want to see in my opinion, like I Bert no, you can't really define that word. No, no. You can't make it nice. You can't make it slang where it doesn't matter. And that's an insult to her. It's an I'm seventy four, it's an insult to me. See, I remember being called that and it wasn't about a nice greeting. That, 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 I don't know right. what that word right. means. What, 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 yeah. well, they don't know what that the word means. Yeah, the they don't know the blood, sweat, and tears that were shedding yeah. behind yeah. that word. That's right. You can't redefine it. I'm sorry to get so passionate. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. they don't know. But no, I was just letting her see. No, I, I get you. She got it. But she don't you know, understand. You got it, though. The street, the street, yeah, they, where it come from, all the streets, yeah. and, and where it's at now. Yeah. Where it's going to evolve. Because they to, don't yeah. want to care about it. They don't care when they use that word and call one another. They don't know they're really demeaning one another. Well, that's just that. They're the new Ku Klux Klan members. See, they, these blacks is the color with the Ku Klux Klan. Is not doing. They killing each other at a high rate. Okay, I can see what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You see, we can't progress because we have to learn to, first of all, honor one another. I have some Hispanics. I live in Koreatown, and uh, this is a couple of years ago because I get respect where I live, you know. And they said, "What's up, fool?" 
uh, I didn't take offense because I know that they mean that uh, not as a put down. But I stopped them. Where's it? Why did they call you? Food, food. Well, in the Hispanic community, uh, food is like a slang. It's like, what's up, man? Yeah. You know, but yeah. what I pointed out to them, okay, this is your comrade, right? Like, when I say, what's up, genius? Why you gotta, why you gotta be a fool? In other words, build one another up. Rather than tearing their own down. You see, it's all about how you put it. It's power. That's what it Thank is. you, Lambert. It is power. Empower one another. Don't call him a fool. Call him a genius. Well, I see what you're saying. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I have a lot of very strong feelings. I wish I could uh, explain myself. You know what? If I had uh, y'all had got me when I was younger, I could explain myself better. I can explain it now. You're doing just fine. Now you see, we are looking. We, you're saying that to make me feel. No, we're telling the truth. Well, Lord, so it's 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 been crazy, Lord. It's, it's people your age going they're hospice right now. Yeah. They say, you get up every morning, you, you cook the breakfast and, and move it around. It's other people that's not you. even your age, that's younger than you, grandma, that's needing help. You know, you know, every time you Right now, there are people who are you. They don't even know you. So, Said what? They're honoring you. You're the few words that you speak, you think they don't mean anything. But to those who care, and those who are involved in life, you are a blessing. Do you know how many people don't live to see or have relations with someone who's lived 104 years? Especially in our community. So just sitting here talking with you, just these people who are just listening to us right now, there's benefit. Yeah, you are to be honored, respected, and loved. Thank you. And we appreciate what you think you're not saying right. We appreciate all the right, all the wrong, whatever comes out of you is meaningful to us. And if I'm mistaken, Jimmy, as of last year, uh, June 19th is, uh, what, that's a that's holiday, that's right? Cool. So now that's her birthday is a national, national holiday. holiday. Yeah. So see, See, now you know it's like over time she see that she was the man recognized she got a little reward in years ago we didn't know that about you and i didn't i really didn't i didn't know the history of no joe team till they made it a national holiday on your birthday so that's it that's that's being remember you know you guys didn't have a lot trying Right, Susan. Uh, what do you feel about what? That what? I said in old days you didn't have cell phones and all this kind of stuff. What do you feel about what's going on? Everybody's got a cell phone, or a tablet, or a computer, or something. What? Because some of the people's just dead and gone old. If they was to rise up and see what's going on today, and what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Hey, really? And and what's happening today? They all the other kids. Was he? You know, I remember, and I'm almost. Well, I'm right behind you somewhere. I ain't gonna ever catch up with you. 
But see, I remember when life was beautiful without all that, mm-hmm. you know. So this is why I was asking you earlier, how did you guys have fun there? You see, we younger people, and even I, I remember when I went to mother's, uh, mother, you know, we call it Marlo, Angel the Grange. When I was a kid, I used to take trips down there in the summer sometime. And mom always had to, a rock and you're all oh, sad, rock. I got a rock in my set. To me, it's cultural in my bed. Cool. What, 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 what we, what I enjoyed it was. Go ahead and finish. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that. You go ahead. Yeah, it's your show, bro. Well, well, the only thing that we, we had to enjoy ourselves after we got to church, that we had to go to church. Yes, yeah, go to church. Where we get out, we would get together. Some of the people at church, people, some kids, would get together, go downtown, get us a, a, a ice cream cooler, and have pictures made. They would make pictures down there, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we would uh, have them make out a picture. And that was all the enjoyment that, that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Now, your old, their uh siblings, they had what you call apple. Apple. What is apple? It was a game. Game they played. Apple. I forget what the last uh, that, that was called. But they would put an apple in, in a bowl. Oh, why are you talking about? Well, let me buy that for the apple from over to big old bucket and you try and hit and leave it up apples and we try to sing it up no you try to bite it yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and what they call that i don't know after i had to get a bobby yeah when you bobby after a bite but i remember it i but what i was saying well that is like um uh there what was this talking about electronics and, and so on and that word that god forsaken word See, we remember when they had colored water fountain and white water. Okay. You didn't dare. This is what I want to remember now. What happened is you were to go to the white water and drink. What was they do in those days? If I what? Okay. You got the white water fountain over here. Mm-hmm. The, the color over there, they, they always say color, right? If you were to drink out the white, what would happen in those Somebody would grab me and tell me, yeah, I can't do that. That's what they would do. But I had just nothing to even try. That's right. We did. We did. I, I, I was really. really yeah, I really you, really you remember that. Yeah, that was during my time. Too. Let me just ask you something. Yes, ma'am. Uh, <clears throat> when they were sitting, when the you know, black kids started going to these, uh, Collars are sitting in in in, in uh, sitting sit to, down just to get waiting on demonstrations. Yes. Uh, what's your name? Uh, your sister Sandra. Sandra was one of. She was one of. Yeah. She met Martha Luther too in Chattanooga. Oh, uh, she met Martha Luther King in Chattanooga. Yeah, oh, she did. She went to jail. Yeah, she said all of all the reading. She didn't go to jail. Jessica Jackson told them that she was a teenage something. She got out of it. She never she didn't go. She said she didn't. Okay. Excuse me, you guys. I ain't trying to peddle no vicious belief. Jessica Jackson told them something she said and got them off. Yeah. 
uh, maybe she was a minor at that time. I don't know. You did care of me? But anyway, she told me about that. Yeah. And she, I know I had heard that. I thought it was more than her yeah. in the family that did that. But she said, I am the one. Uh, yeah, she, she was the one who was proactive in the early 60s in terms of civil rights. Yeah. Because Martin Luther King would come to Chattanooga. And, um, yeah, they would march and do sit-ins. Sandra, I was young at that time. But you remember so hard. But you see, Helen was in college. Jay was either in college or service. George was playing football or basketball. He was about marching nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so she was one. Darlene was uh, scholastic, you know. I don't think she was ever really politically inclined, but she was aware. She's the smart. Now, you know, Jimmy, I'll tell you what was right on. Just, I better ask Grandma one day. I said, Grandma, you better watch this CNN. I'll get to her MSNBC. That's her favorite show. And I said, I shouldn't watch me And I'll go to work. And I come back and I said, I sit on. And man, talk a lot about, you know, this uh, Trump and election and all this. I said, what, from, you know, the time you've been living up until now, I said, in history, they say they have this, you know, way of repeating itself. I said, uh, what do you see the world ball right now? She said, George, uh, the only thing I see uh, is headed like towards the direction of another civil war. Within that week, we had that insurrection. Remember that? We what was talking about that? We're going to have some more. We're going to have some more. And that was, that's big, you know, to, to say that we headed mm-hmm. towards another civil war and then within that same week, that insurrection. I said, so she she on top of it. Yeah, she is very much a small little pop. Because as Sheree and Tina was saying, she has lived through each segment of the progression. And Go ahead, go ahead. One thing about it, I got a lot of education just about watching TV. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, things that I didn't understand. And that I got a lot of it all for TV. And I know when we, now his, you saw art. I'm talking about George's art. And hello, they were the first black people that I know of. Both on TV. You talking about Item and uh, Up Way? Yeah. yeah. You don't remember that much. Yeah. 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 Okay. And 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 uh, and, and that's another thing when I I, I didn't y'all about. Uh-huh. When we first came today, we couldn't find a room. Because so many people had come up and quit looking for Joe. Uh, we couldn't find a room. You know what they did. Well, she and her mother stayed in one well, they had, just one room uh-huh. and put a curtain across it for me and Joe. That's just how bad it was. So tell me this back then, how much did y'all pay for the house? on the west side of Dayton. Because a guy will pass the house one day and he said that um, 
he remembered what his parents sold the house. I want to say in the forties. When y'all bought that? No. What was it? You mean the house on Seventh Street? You mean it was in an order? You talking about years? Yeah. Yeah. When y'all bought that house, I don't remember because there's so many words. They was like one of the first blacks to buy a house on the west side back in the day. Moving from the south. You know how we did that? We didn't have no car or nothing. We would ride the bus. And we would put our money together. And like I told you, well, we would eat cornbread, black-eyed peas, and stuff like that. And when we come, through town, we, we wouldn't get off the bus. We'd go straight home until uh, we could save up enough money to, to, to buy a home. You could get a home uh, then. What a little fine place, so about 25000 No, 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 you said $25,000 for the whole house. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this thing. Um, being a woman, what do you think about this abortion? What do I think about abortion? Do you think abortion? What do you think about abortion and what is happening in our country now regarding abortion? Do you feel that it's just all trying finger in the eyes of Christian, supposed to be Christian people? He got them fooled. Trump got them true. He, they, Trump got them thinking that he is against abortion. You can't, he really can. What, what's it in his program? I found that out. But so far as I'm concerned, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not for I'm not for abortion. Okay, but this is, a, this, this is another thing too. Some women might have been raped. Some might even be underage and shouldn't even be having no kids. Uh, some of them might be having complications with the pregnancy and it would be better off that they had the abortion. Yeah. And to go months and months and months to give a birth to a, a, a dead baby. I, I, so it has its advantages, but, but so yeah. a lot of disadvantages. Yeah. But like this 10-year-old girl had to leave Ohio to go to her mother had to take her to another state <laughs> to get this aboard. I agree with you there. I think that they should not have make a 10-year-old girl yeah. have a baby. That's I, I do. That's so. But I'm going to tell you something about this abortion. A lot of people use that use abortion what do you mean by use what what I'm trying to say they use it it's okay I can't I can't get it together but I know what I'm trying to say because she didn't tell when we talked about words yeah I know you do so um You've done wonderful. Now I want you to close us out with something. You know, close me out the <laughs> <laughs> So you, 
go. Let's go. Let's react. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, we're well, trying to go. Do you know? No, but they can only do so much in a podcast. You know, so much. We went that all, but they're not going on that. No, they're gonna. They yeah, gonna edit it too, grandma. They gonna. Yeah, they they gonna. They gonna. Oh, yeah. We're trying to shut you up. Well, oh no! What he's saying, Greg? What he's just more like? Is there a piece of advice? Like, if you was about to leave right now, and you were coming back, would it be a piece of advice you could give me, for all of, and that we could share? You could share it right now. You share it with the world right now. If you was to leave right now today, you know that today is it. What could you? What's that one thing you could tell us? He said, "Rights, and we can carry. I'll carry with us. about what? About just life. righteous living, life. Period. In general, remember you told us earlier. You said, uh, but right now, because you may not be able to see me again a lot, I came across country. So tell me something. What we're saying, what he's saying is, it's like my dad. My dad told me, said, George, you don't never." want to get a have a record you know like a police record and he told me nah, I goofed that up though. he said you don't want to bring anything in this world that you can't take care of you know so like he grew up in a two parent home so I wouldn't bring no child in the world unless I was married you know and, and she would have to have structure you know she would she would have to be a woman of Christ you know so that's a Big responsibility. So that was, I could say that's the best piece of advice he ever gave me. So what's a, a piece of advice you could you can give us we can share? After a hundred. And yeah, at the age that you are now. Because you have seen, you seen it out. And you have seen it again. Don't just in a different form. Don't think too hard. Just talk. Yes. Just let it come naturally. It's very slow. Y'all yeah, have, I don't, you haven't said so much. I don't put that. First thing. <laughs> <laughs> now what? No, that's all I'm saying. I'm saying, listen, listen, right? If you knew at 12 o'clock tonight it's, it's done and God will take you in your sleep, in your sleep, what would be a piece of advice you could tell me right now? Take, that, take care of yourself because they have, they have to eat for that. All right, now that's it. That's it. Take care of you. Know, I heard that. She said, He asked her, What would you tell us? Me and her grandson, and I'm her nephew, and the world. If she were to leave here tonight, what would she want to say to us? She said, Take care of yourself and each other. And each other. Why? Because they're because they after us. Thank you guys. It's been wonderful. And thank you, love. You're welcome. And thank you. Anytime. Are you ready to skyrocket your podcasting journey? Look no further than The Power of Podcasting by Dr. Tina J. Ramsey. 
This book is not just any ordinary guide. It's a game changer that offers insider strategies, captivating content creation tips, proven techniques, and monetization secrets, but that's not all. When you purchase The Power of Podcasting, you also receive a complimentary bonus. Dr. Ramsey's sought-after podcast 30-video course valued at $999 absolutely free. It's no wonder this book is the number one bestseller on Amazon and has been rated one of the top 10 best new podcasting books to read by Book Authority. Dr. Ramsey's expertise and practical advice have earned her acclaim in the industry. So, what are you waiting for? Take the leap and unlock your podcasting success today. Grab your copy of The Power of Podcasting, Unlocking Tips and Strategies for Podcast Success by Dr. Tina J. Ramsey on Amazon or visit their website at ctrmedianetwork.com. A link will be provided in this episode's description. Your podcasting journey starts here.